Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Anderson, who's on this show from time to time, has written a, an investigative piece entitled Parents Should Pay Attention When the Anti-Defamation League Speaks. Okay. This is up on WB Daily. Are you aware that the uh, th- this whole thing about uh, Joe Rogan and about uh, Whoopi Goldberg especially? Oh, Whoopi. Well, the ADL is supposed to be there to prevent anti-Semitism or to call it out. Whoopi's still on suspended But they had, yeah, never mind that. They had to change their online definition of what hatred is because after they criticized Whoopi, they realized that what the ADL had online was right in in line with what she said. Oh, so they scrubbed it and put a new definition in. If if your your facts get in the way of your agenda, you got to change. And the the other thing that this this calls out, there's a program called No Place for Hate. Okay. And it is in almost every school in Texas. It's sponsored by the Anti-Defamation League. It is pure, unfiltered, unadulterated critical race theory. It's anti-white uh, propaganda. Do parents not... Uh, hate is a learned behavior, and if you get taught it in school, you're going to hate. Parents teach their kids otherwise, I would like yeah. to believe. Yeah, teach your children well. Except that songs may not be on Spotify anymore. All right, Talk 1370 (laughs) is the right choice. 512-643-5483. We'll be right back. Welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Lou Ann Anderson. And a special thank you to my friends Cardell and Woolley over at Talk 1370 AM Austin for mentioning that latest column of mine that's up now on WBDaily.com. The article, Parents Should Pay Attention When the ADL Speaks. That seems like kind of an odd statement for someone who's a conservative, who is on the right side of the political aisle to be making encouraging parents to listen to a, what some view as a very far left, uh, ideologically based organization. But there is some method to this madness. Now, of course, it all goes back to events that happened two weeks ago on The View, where Whoopi Goldberg made some very controversial comments about the Holocaust We also may be seeing round two of this whole conversation because she was put on a two-week suspension in the wake of these comments, and those two weeks will be coming to an end here, first part of, um, you know, right around Valentine's or the day after. So we could be be seeing a return by Whoopi Goldberg to The View, and uh, that may present another round of, of commentary. But anyway, I thought this was important. There were some things that came out of the initial controversy that I think are well worth noting and 
when I'm talking about that parents should pay attention to the ADL, it's very simply the Anti-Defamation League sponsors a program called No Place for Hate. Sounds innocuous enough. I mean, aren't we all not wanting to have a place for hate in our in our lives, in our hearts, certainly in the minds of our kids? And this is an anti-bullying, anti-racism program that targets uh, grade levels pre-K through 12, and it's used per its website in 1,800-plus schools across the U.S. I know it is used in a number of Texas schools, and I would even note that when I first started following this issue back in the fall, the website said 1,600-plus schools. So there is that implication that uh, that the number of schools that they service has actually grown in the last six months. But again, the ADL, I think the important thing that why a conservative would say you need to listen to the ADL kind of goes back to that old adage of keep your friends close and your enemies closer. The whole No Place for Hate program got on my radar back in the fall, fall of 2021, when my local school district... Uh, had a, a, a an article on the front page of our local paper that was proudly announcing its participation in this program and uh, talking about how five different schools had been had been awarded the the designation of a no place for hate school and they had these big banners there's a nice picture of the kids standing there with their no place for hate banners which for a while some of these banners were uh, posted outside on the fronts of the schools. However, they don't seem to be so visible anymore. But anyway, that's what got my interest because I learned about this and the fact that ADL sponsored it. Okay, that right there was kind of a bit of a, a red flag for what I know about the ADL. But let's be fair. And so I went and started looking at it more, dove in a little deeper to find out just what it was. And I got to tell you, after looking, doing some more research, Reading through a lot of the program materials, my interest has only grown in this program and grown with regard to where is it being implemented and to what degree is it being implemented and what are we seeing in terms of the tone of the schools in which it's being implemented. All of this I bring up simply is that it makes for this whole situation with Whoopi Goldberg and some comments that came after her initial her initial um, remarks that came from the ADL that just make even more the point that this is an organization and this is a program that bears watching. Parents need to know what's going on because what this organization, their perspective via this No Place for Hate program is is basically potentially influencing your child's sense of race, their sense of discrimination, their sense of sexuality, as well as their entire worldview. I think those are some pretty high stakes and worth staying plugged in on this. The ADL ideology is inserted into many of our students' school experience. That's what made so interesting a guy over at Just the News, Aaron Kliegman, uh, shortly after Goldberg's comments, he had a real interesting article. It says, ADL CEO scolds Whoopi Goldberg for Holocaust gaffe consistent with ADL's woke redefinition of racism. According to Kliegman, Jonathan Greenblatt, he's the CEO for the Anti-Defamation League, he rebuked Whoopi Goldberg this week for saying the Holocaust was not about race. 
However, Goldberg's comments were consistent with the ADL's own controversial redefinition of racism, while Greenblatt's rebuttal was inconsistent with his own organization's woke reduction of racism exclusively exclusively to skin color. Okay, if you're not familiar with the story, Goldberg, they got into a discussion on The View about a book called Mos. And there was a quote from Hitler, and it says, The Jews undoubtedly are a race, but they are not human, is what um, one of the quotes from Hitler in this book says. So, Whoopi, in talking about the Holocaust, she termed it as white people doing it to white people, contending that the murder of six million Jews was not about race. Greenblatt first took to Twitter, of course, Liberals' first point of refuge. No, at Whoopi Goldberg, the Holocaust was about Nazis' systemic annihilation of the Jewish people, who they deemed to be an inferior race. They dehumanized them and used this racist propaganda propaganda to justify slaughtering six million Jews. Holocaust, Holocaust distortion is dangerous. Enough. Okay, he went on The View the next day to, to further have discussion with Whoopi and the other co-host, and he talked through. He said throughout the Jewish people's history, they have been marginalized, they have been persecuted, they have been slaughtered in large part because many people felt they were not just a different religion, but indeed a different race. I think that many of us would agree with that. The only problem is as Mr. Greenblatt was sitting there making that comment, Few people took to the ADL's website, and during the time that these comments were being made, the ADL had a definition up for racism. It read, racism, the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Let that sink in. This socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people is used to marginalize or oppress people of color. Now, once upon a time, in fact, up through uh, August of 2020, the ADL had a different definition of racism. It said racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics. Racial separatism is the belief, most of the time based on racism, that different races should remain segregated and apart from one another. That actually seems like it's a a fairly thorough, objective uh, definition. It appears that this definition, this more balanced, more objective one was changed to the people of color with the white oppressors back in August of 2020. Think back on August of 2020. What was going on in our world back then? Ooh, need some clues? I got three. George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, and mostly peaceful protests. The irony of this whole thing that Per the ADL, on the day of Whoopi Goldberg's comments that marginalization and or oppression of people of color basically on the socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people, Goldberg, on that day, per that definition, was actually correct. If you want to subscribe to the ADL's own statement, 
Her not about race comment comported with the organization's then definition that positions only people of color as racist racism victims and that white people are going to be the privileged perpetrators. To Goldberg's point, the German and other European Jews slaughtered in the Holocaust were not people of color, and therefore, by the ADL standards, they weren't victims of racism. But that's not the end of the story. No, 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 no. It can't end there. You know, akin to that change back in 2020 where they went from the the more reasonable uh, definition of racism and we kind of did what appears to be a little bit of pandering by changing it to this people of color being oppressed by by white people. And it seems like we kind of pulled that playbook out one more time because January 31st, February 1st, when all this was first breaking, that was the... Uh, the people of color definition was what was on the ADL's website. Well, by the end of February 2nd, a new definition of race, racism, was presented, an interim definition. And it says racism occurs when individuals or institutions show more favorable evaluation or treatment of an individual or group based on race or ethnicity. This is evidently a definition that was written by a professor, Robert Livingston, from the conversation. Well, we've returned to a, a bit more of a balanced approach to the racism, at least the ADL has for the past couple of weeks. Along with this interim definition, there was an op-ed that was penned by Greenblatt, and he went on to talk about how a few years ago the ADL updated our definition to reflect that racism in the United States manifests in broader and systemic ways and to explicitly acknowledge the targeting of people of color, among many others, by the white supremacist extremism we have tracked for decades. While this is true, this new frame narrowed the meaning in other ways. And by being so narrow, the resulting definition was incomplete, rendering it ineffective and therefore unacceptable. It's true. It's just not the whole truth. He also went on to use the piece to chastise all the detractors who seized upon this issue as confirmation of a sinister plot to promote political agenda or stop fighting anti-Semitism altogether and lamented how, with enough outrage in an internet browser, a zealot can uncover a conspiracy in every digital breadcrumb. I don't know. He doesn't seem to kind of get that maybe... Um, People paying attention and noting message inconsistencies from a source who routinely scolds those with a differing point of view might be something that would be noticed. Sometimes a, a significant event can prompt some serious reflection or steps to make a needed course change. Maybe this is one of those times for the ADL. I don't know. But on the other hand, we've seen hypocrisy from the ADL on more than one occasion, and maybe this is just one more case of hypocrisy that is revealing itself at an inopportune moment. Another thought, I don't know, I went through and looked at the board of directors on the ADL's website and looked at some of, some of their staff, and it also kind of made me wonder if it was just another act of pandering in response to perhaps a uh, long-time deep-pocketed donor base realizing that today's woke ideology, as with that people of color uh, racism definition, it prefers positioning white people as perpetual oppressors and disregards the atrocities to which some white people, the Jews as example number one, to which they've been subjected.
Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. I don't know. Regardless, when an organization, any organization, and that includes the ADL, seeks school access, especially public school access, to influence students with a curriculum that some parents might find troubling Detractors are right to pay attention, and that's what brings us to No Place for Hate. Again, I'm not going to say that the ADL and its inception back in 1913, Chicago attorney Sigmund Livingston, he founded it, and he envisioned an America where those who seemed different were not targets of discrimination and threats, but were equals worthy of shared opportunity and a place in the American dream. Amen to that. Absolutely. Amen. So, it's not to say that perhaps intentions, at least once upon a time, were honorable. But let's talk about No Place for Hate, the ADL-sponsored anti-bullying, anti-bias program. This program assists educators and students in understanding and challenging bias, building ally behaviors, and challenging injustice. You go a little bit deeper. Materials reveal more specific detail of the program's view regarding those who perpetrate acts of bias or bullying and those who are victims of such acts. When you read through this, I got to tell you, it's clearly you get tagged. You got to choose a side. You're on one side or you're the other. And the materials also make sure that combating injustice, the injustice that subsequently emanates from bias and bullying, that that's also important. In fact, it goes on and it talks about how schools are are encouraged to use climate surveys to help design activities that focus on the most important diversity and equity issues in your school. The best practices discuss how ADL has created an anti-bias curriculum that provides sequential lessons to help students in grades K through 12 build a strong foundation for analyzing and confronting bias. For the younger grades, it helps them learn how to identify bias so that later when the lessons move to more bias confrontation, that they'll be ready for these bias confrontation activities. And of course, confronting bias leads to the obvious precursor, which is also within this curriculum of combating injustice. And all of this that I'm I'm reading from you, this is coming from a No Place for Hate Coordinator Handbook and Resource Guide. This is the 2021-2022 version. It kind of reads like a community organizer's uh, wish book of activities. Within this, they've got a section, uh, Activity Planning Recommendations, where program participants are encouraged to move on from kindness and because the schools need to be fostering social justice. It goes through and it says each year ADL receives activities from participating No Place for Hate schools that focus on kindness. Although learning how to demonstrate kindness is an important part of a child's social and emotional development, ADL highly encourages schools in designing their activities to move beyond kindness to social justice. The idea of of encouraging 
kindness, that type of character in a, a child, eh, that's okay for a while, but no, 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 you got to move on here. We got to, uh, we got to amp this baby up and we got to get up here to social justice because we got us some injustice to combat. In moving, another thing, in moving from safe to brave classrooms, this same coordinator's guide says that um, group guidelines for classroom respect and safety can aid in fostering inclusive, equitable, and safe schools. It suggested, however, that a need needs to go further and frame guidelines around the concept of bravery rather than safety. So what does bravery mean? What do they mean by that? Okay, from the, from the uh, handbook. While these group agreements work for some, they don't always help everyone feel safe, respected, or included. For example, people of color and or those who are members of marginalized groups may want to share real and sometimes harsh testimony about their experiences, something they may want to do in order to feel included and be able to participate. They may want to caucus with others in their same identity group in order to feel safe. Or they may feel that being able to challenge others' bias is what is necessary to build empathy. So it's saying here that they may want to uh, self-segregate, caucus with others in their same identity group. That sounds like segregation, which is akin to that other thing. Let's see, what was it that we were told before in a prior definition that racial separatism is the belief most of the time based on racism that different races should remain segregated and apart from one another. So is this encouraging racial separatism? I thought that was bad. I don't know. I'm confused. Another section talks about let's get it right using correct pronouns and names. This is important. Because names and pronouns are the two ways people call and refer to each other. They are personal and important. They are also key facets of our identity. Therefore, calling someone by the wrong name or misgendering them by using, by using incorrect pronouns can feel disrespectful, harmful, and even unsafe. From an early age, many were taught that pronouns should follow specific rules along the gender binary. She, her, hers for girls and women and he, him, his for boys and men. However, as our society has progressed in understanding gender identity, our language must also be updated. It should be accurate and convey understanding and respect for all people, especially those who are transgender, gender nonconforming, and non-binary. No Place for Hate, that program, it has some themes and they're pretty recognizable. The themes are anti-hate, but with an emphasis on alleged hate based on race and religion, as well as with a very strong bent toward gender, gender identity, and sexual orientation. You go through and you look at the sample activities in this coordinator handbook and resource guide, and absolutely, you will see what I'm talking about. And again, this article is up on wbdaily.com. And there are links within the article to all these different things. There is a review of the books. Um, I went through and looked at the Books Matter section, the lesson plans. I noticed uh, my colleague Lynn Woolley wrote a, a column recently about a book entitled George. And it was up in the Keller, I believe it is, ISD up in North Dallas that um, the an effort to have that book removed from the library caused its own controversy, and that article is, is also on WB Daily. It's worth a read. But nonetheless, the book George that we're talking about, it's in their Books Matter section. Another thing that um, I, I found kind of ironic is that there's an anti-bias tools and strategy session 
section, which contains guidance like how should I talk about race in my mostly white classroom, which if you went by the ADL racism definition, which was up at the beginning of February, I guess that, that, uh, that guidance should have been called how should I talk about race in my mostly white privileged white classroom. A lot of Texas school districts, a lot of school districts across the country are using this program. The degree to which they're participating in it, that's unknown, and it's likely some districts may claim the program is used to qualify for federal funds, and so it's just maybe they use it for window dressing so that they can check another box so that they can get funding. I don't know. But what I do know is it's worth finding out if no place for hate is used in your child's school and to what extent it is being used. There was a great article up at the Daily Signal a while back by a guy named Will Johnson. He, uh, the article is entitled, What is No Place for Hate? Program Actually Teaching K-12 through Students. And in the article, he, Johnson, he asks, what is the purpose of publicly financed education? Is it to make kids hyper aware of their differences and to turn them into political activism activists or is it to teach them how to think not what to think and I got to tell you you look through the no place for hate curriculum and it seems to view its purpose as more about making kids hyper aware hypersensitive of their of their differences and turning them into political activists going out to combat all those injustices that they're becoming aware of it's about teaching them how to think what they should be thinking about instead of how to look at the world and try and make measured objective, reasonable observations. A couple of things to, to note. In October 2021, SciFair ISD, which is uh, Texas' third largest district down in the Houston area, they actually suspended the No Place for Hate program because the parents down there were causing such an uproar over it. Katie Christian Magazine, in fact, in an article said that many consider the No Place for Hate program a Trojan horse for critical race theory and transgender ideology. It also notes that the SciFair school board had passed a resolution to implement the program at every campus in the district in response to the George Floyd protests. So what should parents do? They need to pay attention. As I said in the beginning, they need to be listening to the ADL. You know, maybe the ADL started out as a racism-fighting organization with an admirable mission. Sometimes organizations experience ideological creep, and it may be that, you know, that's the case of the once-positive goal. I'm sorry, but it now appears to have been co-opted as a platform for liberal dogma that has seemingly morphed into full-blown racially charged wokeness. And that wokeness is being taught in 1,800-plus schools across our state, across our country. School districts across this country are using the curriculum that is in part predicated on the concept that people of color are marginalized or oppressed by privileged white people. The ADL, they may have changed that definition on their website, but you read through this curriculum and that same content, that same tone of the you're the you're the oppressed or you're the oppressor. It comes through loud and clear. Parents need to be aware of this program and its potential impact. How do you do that? You got to get engaged. Is this No Place for Hate program a Trojan horse, as some have termed it, for critical race theory, transgender ideology? It's a fair question, and the long-term effects of promoting this kind of ideology, they are still unknown. Is No Place for Hate used in your school district? Find out. Do you want schools teaching students what to think or how to think? 
I suggest you want them to be taught how to think. Is this program a good use of children's class time? And what about, is it a good use for your tax dollars? Should school districts using this curriculum be rewarded when they want more of your hard-earned dollars? Think upcoming bond elections. The hand is coming to be out. In conclusion, I would just encourage you to do your homework. Your kids are counting on you. This is Lou Ann Anderson, Political Pursuits Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.